Hello and welcome to another episode of The Legal Breakdown. Back in November last year and December, I did three episodes of property articles focusing on property in the United Kingdom, Europe, United States and Switzerland. Now today I'm just going to sum these up. It's been a few months obviously since I recorded them, so please feel free to listen back to pick up any of the points that I mentioned. So going back and reiterating on a few of the points, we talked about in America the Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae government-backed loan schemes requiring only 3% deposits. Switzerland, we talked about generation mortgages needing a short-term mortgage for the deposit and a long-term mortgage of up to 100 years for the capital repayment. We then, in the, in the United Arab Emirates, talked about rent-to-own schemes, which are eight years normally in length. You agree to pay a set fee. So if you were going to buy the property in cash now, it would be £150,000, for instance. But if you decide to pay it off over eight years, it would be £250,000. So they take into account the interest and your monthly rental payments to then pay back the capital at the end of those eight years where you would own the property. So looking at the different options of financing to be able to purchase and maybe even thinking about changing tack from a local perspective in the South Hams and lobbying financial institutions, this could be done by the South Hams residents, in, for example, or many other areas around the country in the United Kingdom to focus on government underwritten specific loans or setting up a credit union in your own specific area, for instance, in this case, the South Hams, backing by having a backing from a large institution or government underwritten scheme. In a small area such as the South Hams or anywhere really um, that has issues with housing and second homes or just housing in general and people not being able to afford them. Even a London borough, for instance, you could even look at getting an investment house involved, like as BlackRock or any of those large institutional pension funds, maybe even Aviva or Legal in General. None of these systems that I have mentioned in any of my articles or in my recordings are perfect. But maybe a combination of such systems would allow more people to be able to get on the property ladder at a younger age and choose the right options to be able to help them move their lives forward. Obviously, whatever option is chosen, it would involve several stakeholders to be involved and to get on board to make any of the concepts in the summary come to fruition. The issue we have now is we are going around in circles trying to limit the use of houses, restricting what the houses can be used for, which is a solution, but it also affects the greater economy because you're then stopping people from coming down to the tourist destinations and spending their money to employ people locally and as we know specifically in the west country much of the income especially around the coastal cities is from tourism so we are creating a twofold issue yes people may be able to afford houses if the house prices came down but they wouldn't be able to afford to live there even if the prices were cheaper as there wouldn't be an economy to pay their wages also with these restrictions, specifically in St Ives, it hasn't worked as it stopped properties from being built by developers. So then what 
there is available has become pricier because then second homeowners, holiday makers buy these houses because there's new, no new properties coming on the market to be able to buy. So then it puts the prices up for the local people. You also need to consider by restricting any new properties from being built or properties from being available to holiday homes. It also affects not just the tourism industry, but also the building sector, the developers. I know we're trying to stop with many of the restrictions, developers coming in and making a massive profit, but also you've got to think it lets builders locally be employed, contractor companies coming in, etc. The list goes on. So what it's actually done is a complete opposite to what it should have done. It's created a worsening housing market by increasing the values for the current properties on the market. Less supply, but the same or even more demand, meaning the higher prices. And can be counterintuitive in many cases. Many houses, specifically in high net worth areas or high property values for Solcom in Devon for instance is proposing to do a rent proper build a number of properties to rent being built by the local councils but these are at least three years off being built and they are needed now some families cannot wait this long and are moving away and a combination of out-of-the-box solutions is needed to move things forward. So just going back to the solution I mentioned in Dubai, in the UAE. This is for the developer could carry this loan for the properties with an agreement with the banks or the banks to switch the loans to allow on these eight-year buyback schemes. That way, you have a cash price which the developer could take and a mortgage price which the bank could cover or the bank knows what they're getting from the developer in the longer term which would cover the developer's interest if the developer gave these loans and obviously it's associated with a rent scheme but it means you would own the property outright after eight years now there are schemes in the UK I think they're based in Plymouth that are considering options like this where you rent the property and you can own them after 30 years. So these schemes are being considered, but they're very complicated and normally involve the scheme in question to build the properties themselves. If there's a developer on side, and this can be to the benefit of the developer, the banks and everyone involved, this could work. So it's all about connecting with the right stakeholders to make this happen. So the developer could get their profit from the outset the banks know what interest they're getting in the longer term and the tenant or the buyer of the property knows what they're paying in total over those years. No messing around with 5% interest, 2.5% interest. They know this is the fixed figure they pay at the end of this term after eight years. Obviously in the UK with the house prices that may be an issue because the house prices can be higher but this is where they could be selectively artificially lowered by certain companies or the developers getting the profit that they need. Or this scheme could be extended to the 30-year time frame under a fixed mortgage product, such as they have in the USA. That way, the person buying the property knows for 30 years, they know the exact payments they're paying. They don't have to remortgage every one, two, or five years, or 10 years. There are some 10-year products out there now. 
the only issue is obviously the developers may not be able to get this kind of loan facility, but the banks can offer this loan facility directed to the client. What we need is banks to give such option to the UK market and to take some of the initiative from the USA system to be able to support the mortgage products being sold. And what these products can be sold as is investment products to pension funds and investment houses. Obviously, we all know in the credit crunch in 2008-2009, these products obviously caused one of the biggest financial crashes in history. But it's important, obviously, with the financial institutions to do their credit checks appropriately to make sure the people getting these checks have the right credit ratings, the right jobs to be able to support this. In the longer term, it would probably mean similar, maybe above average monthly payments that you would pay. But it does produce security and you don't need to worry about a large hike in interest rates or worrying about any other costs associated with not being able to get a remortgage and being on a variable rate if you can't get a proper remortgage because of job changes, etc. going forward. So this definitely offers a very good solution for people and definitely a solution that should be looked at more closely. One solution is not the answer. Several products and options need to be available for the market for the different areas and the individual needs across the UK and property prices. These options should also be made available to commercial customers, especially if commercial businesses want to buy properties and offering good facilities for that to happen. There is a number of options out there and it's rather than trying to restrict what you can and can't do with land or property, the financial system needs to be changed to be able to give these options. I'm not saying just that, there obviously does need to be protection of where properties are built and what type of properties are built, but that shouldn't be the only focus of local councils, parish and town, local communities, local governments or national governments. They should be able to work with developers, businesses and the people in the communities to create a solution that is viable for everyone, not just about stopping high-value properties from being built. What you need to be able to do, if they are going to be high-value, because the property market is where it is, you need to be able to create solutions that allow people to buy these expensive properties over longer-term periods to keep the payments low, so it's no different to them buying a lower-value property. There are solutions there, and creation needs to be Creation and out-of-the-box thinking of certain products need to be put into place. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Legal Breakdown. If I can be of any assistance, please do feel free to email me, joshua at alliancelegal.uk, or phone me on 01548 434 009. Thank you for listening.